Welcome to Toddcasts by the Oslo Desk. The Oslo Desk Todd brings diverse perspectives to the table and creates practical content to help people of all backgrounds in Norway to live out their greatest potential. For our first season, we are interviewing female leaders with international backgrounds to highlight their achievements and their journey as immigrants and entrepreneurs. So far, women of color, whilst among us, remain invisible. So hear their name and know them. Hear their story. Today, we have a second-year student um, doing computer science at the Oslo Met University. Um, she comes from Pakistan and moved to Norway with her family at the age of five. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, my name is Hifsa, and as you said, I am second-year student uh, studying applied computer science at Oslo Met University. Talk me through why did you choose computer science? What was so exciting about it for you? Uh, well, at first, after high school, I was so confused about what I wanted to study next. Uh, so I had two options. One was to like take a break, take a year off and just relax and think. And the other option was to choose something random and just study. So I talked to my sister who was into software engineering. And she was like, you know what, you know, technology is the future. And why don't you try it out? And you're into design and developing and all that stuff. So applied computer science uh, applied computer science some, uh, sounds like something for you and i i thought that was cool and it sounded interesting and i obviously i took the chance and i was like you know what i think this is this is gonna be great so when i started studying applied computer science it was i think that was the best choice i ever made in my life because you know the fact that it is the future that technology is the future and i, I want to be a part of the future that's what motivates me and keeps me going um and a lot of your projects nowadays yeah is is centered around gender equality yeah. okay first of all i have always thought about when i came to norway i saw how different the culture was from the pakistani culture so i saw that in norway you don't see the lack of gender equality that you see in pakistan i don't mean that there is no lack of gender equality in norway because there is but not in the way that it is in Pakistan. So I always wanted to work with it and I always wanted to help women in Pakistan. So studying applied computer science kind of gave me this opportunity. So when I first came to Aslamet and I saw that, you know, there are few women in IT, I just started thinking that, okay, uh, we have so few women who are taking part of being part of the future. Could you describe the situation in Pakistan? What did you see? What was it that you saw a big difference between uh, men and women? Yeah, I whenever I went to Pakistan I saw that you know men was always working they were outside and the women were always doing like they were literally housewives and a lot of them got married in early age and that kind of annoyed me and I was like why don't they study why are they doing this and that's what made me think that I want to do something for them because I know there are so many talented women who actually want to work who actually want to like do something big but they don't get the opportunity because of the prejudices and stereotypes so so they're like literally forced to stay at home and take care of their children. When Anthony, our professor, he gave us this opportunity to take a part in the hackathon in Geneva, UN hackathon, I obviously said yes. So I was sitting with my um, my two other teammates and we were like coming up with different ideas. We were like, okay, what should we focus on in the hackathon? So we decided to focus on problems that we have been through or we know someone is going through. And that was the moment when Pakistan came to my mind. I was like, okay, I know about Pakistan and I want to focus on Pakistan. So I started thinking about gender equality in Pakistan. And the first thing that came in my mind was women and work, like employment. So I 
thought that what if we like create something that gives them op- gives them an opportunity to get employed and i was thinking about sewing because women in pakistan are into sewing and that has been a part of the culture since i don't know <laughs> forever mm-hmm. so me and my my other teammate she was also thinking about sewing but she was thinking about her country ukraine and our idea was kind of similar so we put our ideas together and we came up with this idea called sido and uh, which is a mobile application that will give women opportunity to learn about sewing they will learn more about how to sew clothes they can learn other women about teach other women about it and they will also uh, get this opportunity to sell the clothes that they made and we also want them to like communicate with other women more because whenever i'm in pakistan i talk to these women and their friends are often their neighbors they don't really have many friends and it's often like their uh, their networking circle is their neighbors and that's it or their family members so we want to give them through see though we want to give them an opportunity to talk to women from i don't know from different cities and this app is already made now uh, it's it not is- made it's we have prototypes okay. yeah we're working on functional prototypes oh cool and is it getting funded or is it just a project that you would just want to not yet mm. uh, we went to the summer school in geneva because that was the top prize that we won at the hackathon mm. uh, so yeah we won the hackathon and the prize was to take amazing m- yeah be a yeah. part of the summer school school in Geneva and we worked with this idea there and like that was um when we went to the summer school that's when it actually when we actually started focusing on gender equality because we did a lot of research and we found out that okay there really is a lack of gender equality the women are uh we talked to Carvan Craft Foundation and we're collaborating with them they're working they're basically working with the same thing but it's not not online it's offline solution like they give female opportunity to be a part of workshops and learn more about technology and about sewing but what we want to do is to make it online so they can learn it through the application so uh, they told us that yeah there is a lack of gender equality and they gave us their statistics statistics and we were like we were very shocked when we saw it and we saw how how men actually are dominating when it comes to employment and when it comes to literally everything hmm. i i i heard a comment um from someone who's uh, from a pakistani background and he was telling me that the woman likes to stay indoors well <laughs> i'm not quite sure about that i mean yeah there might be some women who want to stay at home but i know that when we talked to karwan and they told us stories about the women and we found out that there are a lot of women who actually want to get out of their house and start working they mm. you know they want to do something big and there there are so many talented female out there who are like just i don't know wasting their time by staying home and just taking care of their children mm. or i mean it's not wrong but i mean they should they should do something with their talent mm. and you know i was watching this drama a few days back uh, uh, called ahi station which means lost train stop and it was about different stories about women who are, who are facing different issues and some of them are abused some of them have yeah literally it's about problem with their husbands or the society and when i was And when I saw the stories when I was watching this drama I was just thinking that this is so unfair like they they want to do something you can you could see that they were like and the stories are based on real life stories I could see the the passion in their eyes that they want to work and they want to do something and they want to change the way their life is mm. um and this Geneva this this school uh, summer school yeah. that's right 
Um, how many people are there? Is it uh, just people from around the um, world? Um, it was SDG summer school. Okay. So uh, there were a lot of people from different countries. We had students from Zimbabwe, US, uh, China, and Ethiopia. Yeah, there were a lot of different cultures. And they were all like from big universities, like for example, university in Singapore or university in Xing the Tsinghua University. And some of them was uh, from like most of them had won different competitions and that's how they came to the summer school exactly like us so yeah it was a lot of students like i mean we were 20 or something with 11 different nationalities wow yeah how did you feel about that and i i never actually thought that i would do something like this in my life like before i started studying at Oslomet. I never thought that I would be here where I am right now. So being a part of that, it just it makes me so happy to think that I've done something. And meeting all these different people from different countries, and they just they just made the whole SDG summer school so much better. What was the most memorable part um, of that experience that really had a it was, great impression on you? It was probably um, meeting all these different people. I mean, you know, getting all the new friends. That was what made me want to work harder. And when I heard, like, when they were there and work, were, when they were there working with their ideas, that made me think that, wow, they, these people are amazing. And that made me think that, okay, I, I better do something good now. Mm. But did you ever had any challenges that you had to cross that and you struggled with? You know, you always face challenges when it comes to, for example, culture. Like I, I'm always trying to not do something that will, that will make people think ne negative about my culture because I know my culture is beautiful, but I think there are things that I want to change. Mm -hmm. For example, gender gender inequality, and so that's the main challenge. To like, I don't want people to think wrong about this whole situation. Mm. So, who do you think inspired you the most? You know, I as a child, I used to read all these books about different stories and I was a really big fan of this author named Hale Tusaini and when I um, when I was reading all the stories about this woman in Afghanistan another country obviously I could see that it kind of changed my life that it made me think a lot about women so I think the stories that are out there they are the one that inspires me to keep going and to like think about them and do something mm. You're also involved in another project that I yeah. that is kind of slightly different from the gender yeah. equality. We haven't really worked so much on this project because it's completely new. Um, it's called Astel, and it was this. We came up with this idea this year. Um, I was a mentor for the first year students at Oslomet, so we had this innovation camp week where they had to like solve a problem. So the main problem was how can we help the children to be here in the climate issue. So uh, the team I was mentoring came up with this idea to like have a drawing and drawing day for uh, the children. And uh, because, you know, art can help them to raise their voice because not everyone can read. And one of the um, SDG goals are equ equality education. So that's what we were focusing on, you know, because we, we thought that, okay, not all the children can read. So what can, how can we, how can they be heard? So the answer was obviously art through drawings and the theme came up with this idea to like have workshop for the students where they can for example be told to draw their future and they can do that when they were pitching pitching their idea they came they came to top six but we unfortunately we didn't win but what we got instead was a chance to continue working with the project 
so that's what we decided to do. They wanted me to be a part of the team because, and I obviously said yes because it's about climate and it's a big issue right now. And yeah, because it's pretty important. I remember you yeah. describing it as um, because children nowadays are not being heard enough. Yeah, uh, especially when it comes to climate change. Yeah. But how are you managing with all these projects? You have this climate change project, and now you have the, you have this um, Saidu, the Saidu. Um, well, it's it is difficult, you know, managing studying and the uh, the study part and the projects. But I am trying my best. I'm always like, okay, if I'm studying now, I have to focus on my studies. And then, uh, for example, on Sunday, Saturdays. I take out time for my projects and that's when I like sit and I just do research and try to find as much as information as possible that can help us. And in like we, me and my team, we have meetings like after two weeks uh, because it is difficult for them as well. They're also students. So we have to like manage to uh, manage the studies and the projects. So it is difficult, but I somehow just I do it. Does your project um, help you with studying? It does. Yeah. It kind of gives me the motivation to keep going because I know that if I give up now, how am I going to help the women? Mm. Where would you like to see yourself in three years' time? Or I'm actually planning to do, uh, to do master's. Yeah. So I think I'll have my master's degrees in four years probably. So I'll probably be studying master's degree at that time. How would you describe yourself? You know, Is there anything that you feel like some people kind of misunderstand you about? Um... I would describe myself as a very positive person. Mm. Um, and I talk a lot. <laughs> so um, sometimes people can misunderstand and they'll think that, okay, this girl is... They don't often get the part that, uh, part of me where I'm positive because, uh, you know, sometimes I can just be quiet and they'll be like, oh, okay, she she's probably sad. But in real, li- real life, I'm just in my own thoughts and I'm just thinking. But yeah, I'm super positive. Yeah, I can uh, I can see <laughs> that. And you're very, you have all these ideas and doing all these wonderful projects. Um, I'm sitting here and I'm, and I'm, and I'm trying to absorb all of this, um, all the things you're doing. And I sometimes wonder if you, I mean, the sewing thing, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's big in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. But I also see this also big thing here in Norway yeah. as well. Um, do you think that, do you ever find yourself that you're kind of in a situation where you're looking at these two cultures mm-hmm. a lot? Do you feel a bit torn? Do you feel like there, there's there's something you can do about it? There's something that Norway can do much more um, to, to help Pakistan in some ways? I think um, when I see the two different cultures, it sometimes it annoys me to see that there is such a huge gap between genders in Pakistan compared to Norway. So obviously, yes, I think um, Norway can help out, but I think this is something that Pakistan has to deal with itself because, you know, we just have to, we have to start there. We have to tell the man there that, you know what, you have to let the women have the power as well. You're not the only one. So this is something that Pakistan needs to work on. That's what I think. Mm. But obviously projects like SIDO and different projects, um, they can help out. I remember you doing a project um, regarding deaf people, isn't yeah. it? Okay, so we had this subject called Web Project in, uh, that was in my first year. So me and my group of, we were like seven people, we came up with this idea for, um, it was about disability. And you know, the communication between the deaf people and the hearing, it's kind of, it's difficult to uh, communicate with them when you cannot, when you cannot speak, uh, when you cannot the hand language. Um, 
So what we wanted to do was to create an application that can translate text into sign language and sign language into uh, text or voice. So it was me and my sister named Amina who were in the team. And we obviously got an A <laughs> for the project, but we haven't really worked on it, but we want to do something with the project. Mm, great. What would you wish you have known before you started all these projects? Um, I mean, I never actually thought that I would do something like this. So I wish someone told me that it's going to be difficult. Mm. <laughs> so be pre- be prepared because I wasn't really prepared. And I wish someone told me that, you know what, it's going to be difficult when it comes to balancing between studying and projects. And that is it's all good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> cool. Well, I think I will actually end with a question that I usually ask all my guest speakers <laughs> now. If you could have one superpower, what would that be? Okay, the superpower would probably be teleporting. Because, you know, then I can just go from one place to another and I can like travel from Pakistan to Norway or Norway to Pakistan or and without using the car or plane. So that would probably be good for the environment. <laughs> maybe that's something you can invent. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah.